I am excited. We are in this. We, there's a lot of cool things going on, but we're in this series called Something New, and I'm not going to get out of that. And, and we've been talking about this for weeks, uh, lots of things going on, and I'll get to those about what's new. Uh, but I really want to get you caught up, so I, I have to review. I love to review. It's so important. But I want you to pull out your Bibles, go to Isaiah 43, 18 through 19. Yeah, if you don't have your Bibles, it'll be on the screen. So Isaiah 43, 18 through 19. And it says, this is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. For your sakes, I will send an army against Babylon, forcing the Babylonians to flee in those ships they are so proud of. I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's creator and king. I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth a mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned. Their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. For I'm about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I'm making a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in a dry wasteland. You need to receive that this morning because it doesn't matter. He says, I'm going to do something new. And this is so important we get a hold of this because he's done a lot of things in our lives. He showed up in mighty ways, but we cannot be settled on what happened in the past when he says, in the kingdom, it goes from glory to glory to glory. So he goes, what I want to do is take you from glory to glory to glory. I want to take you from where you're at, and I want to take you somewhere else. So it's okay to remember those things. It's okay to say, that was awesome. I love what you did for me, but now you need to be saying, what's next? What's next? Now, now you got to be listening to him and saying, what's next? Because he says, I'm bringing something new. I'm bringing something new. So it's not going to look like it was before. So you need to forget about it, right, Jeff? Forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about all that other stuff. And just focus on him. Put your eyes on him and listen to what he's trying to do in your life today. Because once again, it is new. It is different. What I mean by that is that we get so caught up in the way of life, we get so caught up in what the world says church is, we get so caught up in that, we can't take our eyes off that to focus on another way. So if it doesn't show up from him looking like what's already in play, we don't know how to receive that. So when our kids come in the sanctuary and start praying over everybody, people are like, how do you receive that? You receive it. You let it happen. You, you let them do what God's telling them to do, okay? But, but what happens is a lot of people squash that because they're like, ah, that doesn't look like how church used to look. I'm telling you, when he brings something new, it's brand new. He says, I'm going to bring you something completely new. I'm going to bring you something that is so refreshing if you'll just receive it, if you'll just receive what I'm trying to get you. So, so that's what this is about. That's what this whole series is about. And I'm telling you, he has called us. We, we, if you do that, if you say yes, that's the important part. When he says, I'm going to bring you something, you say yes. We have the capability of bringing heaven to earth. We have that capability right now. Problem is, we, we've, been, we've been saying the, the same prayer over and over again. We've been, we've been saying the same stuff over and over again. And we think that, that, that we have to die to go to heaven. And he says, no, I, you're a son or a daughter. Okay, you're an heir to this stuff. You can bring the heaven to earth right now. So we should be living every single day in heaven. See, that's what you have to capture. You have to capture that. You have to believe that. You have to understand that, that we have that ability to do it. We have the capability of doing that. You know the prayer we pray, right? Does everybody know the prayer? It's the biggest prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Not once we leave earth and go to heaven. So if we're praying that, why aren't we believing that? If we're praying that, why don't we say, come on and give me the ability right now to have heaven on earth because that's what he wants to do. That's something new. We haven't experienced that yet. We've tried everything else, and that's why we're still living in what we're living in. He says you had not figured it out yet. He goes, let's figure this thing out together as a family, and let's see what he can do. So to do this, it takes a process, and this is what we've been talking about. I've talked about rest. I've talked about what rest is. So resting is the process in between two seasons. You have to rest. You have to spend time in his presence, spend time in intimacy with him. And when you're intimate with him, he'll tell you who you are. He'll, he'll tell you you're a son or daughter. He'll tell you how valuable you are to him. He'll tell you how beloved you are. Okay, so that's that rest part. And then he's gonna stretch you. And we've talked about that. He says, I'm gonna challenge you and stretch you. And what I do in that is I take you from one season and I get you prepared for the next. 
And sometimes that's uncomfortable. Sometimes, sometimes it's a valley and sometimes it's a hill. He says, but I'm going to stretch you. And when I stretch you, you're going to be flexible enough to receive what I'm trying to give you. That's what that flexing does. It takes you from, from intimacy. It takes you into confidence. Okay, so, so that's the resting part. Then we go into the, the stretching part, intimacy to confidence. And then once you're confident in what? In who you are. Once you know who you are, you have an identity of who he is and who you are. Then you have the confidence to go do what he asks you to do. So, so that next step is confidence to boldness. That's where you get to finally go out and do what he's asking you to do. And that boldness brings blessings. That boldness is powerful, not only for you, but for other people. Because as soon as he knows you're listening to him, he's going to start downloading stuff in you and challenging you and making you step out of the norm. He's going to stretch you even more to go say something to somebody, to pray for somebody, to be the answer for somebody. And if you hear him and you, you feel that, that gut-twisting feeling that I'm supposed to go do this, and you don't, he's just going, ah, ah I put you there for a reason, and then you were right there, and I just told you to do it because they were just praying that, please, Lord, let me know you're real. Or, please, Lord, if you're real, then, then say this or say that. And he says, well, I did, but they just didn't say yes. So don't be the one that doesn't say yes. We need to walk in boldness and confidence in who we are so we can be the yes. And when you say that, that brings blessing to people. That can change somebody's life when you're not scared to go out and do what God asked you to do. So, so that, that, that is, that's where we're at with this. And, and when we do that, we, we, we begin to grow. When we stretch, we begin to grow. When we're in boldness, we begin to operate in what he wants us to do. That boldness is huge. That boldness will take you into the new season. And then guess what happens after that season? He says, forget about it. <laughs> time to rest. It's time to climb back in my lap. It's time to prepare yourself for the next season. So it's an ongoing cycle. You know how fast that cycle goes? As fast as you want it to go. Because the only thing slowing us down is us. Because we're not willing to receive it. We're not willing to, 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 to listen to him. We're not, we're just, some things just seem too weird. <laughs> some things just seem too weird. And we're like, I don't know about that. And he goes, it's just weird to you. It's not weird to me. Come sit next to me. You're going to see amazing things that you've never seen before. So it's up to us how fast we do it. So, so rest leads to intimacy, intimacy to confidence, confidence to boldness. So rest and receive, stretch and grow stronger, and be bold and be blessed. So what we did is we've been talking about this something new in this family. Uh, I think he's going to bring something new not only in this this family, this gathering. He's going to bring something new in your family. He's going to bring something new in you. He's going to bring something new in your kids, in your job, in your school, in this region. This isn't just, well, what's the church going to do? No. He should be speaking to you every day, saying, I got something new. Okay? And, and what he does, is it'll all flow together eventually. It'll all come together eventually, but he wants to speak to each person individually. But what he spoke to us was obviously our identity first. And he says, let me tell you who you are which is why some of you got confused this morning when you came in on Mother's Day and you were like, hey, I'm going to Destiny Church. Well, okay, this ain't Destiny Church. It is. We now call ourselves, <laughs> as of last week, the gathering place, okay? So I'm just not really good at waiting on things. So I'm like, we'll just do it. We'll, we'll just do it in the process. We'll, we'll, just, we'll just walk it out in the process and we'll just figure out how this works because when he tells me to do something, I just kind of jump. So I'm like, well, get a sign made, and we'll take all the other signs down eventually. We'll change everything eventually, it, whatever. But here's the thing. Now that we listen to him and now we know who we are, it doesn't change the people in this room. It doesn't change any of that stuff. We, we are the same people. Uh, we're the same family. Okay? We're just being called something different. So he says, now that you know your identity, just wait. Now that you know who you are, I'm going to stretch you a little bit. So, so I have to prepare for that. As the leader of the flock, I have to prepare for that. And I go, Lord, how are you going to stretch this family now? Because changing the name was a stretch, I thought. But then after, now that it's done, I was like, hey, you know, I wasn't sore. Like, this is pretty good. I didn't get beat down. I was like, we just moved forward. So I'm like, so if that wasn't the stretch, Lord, what's the stretch? Like, what's coming that I don't know about that we're going to have to be wide open to? And I'm actually excited about that. I'm excited about it. Every time we say yes to something that doesn't sound good, it sounds weird. Something powerful happens in our house. So I'm excited about it. So whatever that is. So this is the gathering place. Same, same family, same place, different mission. 
And, and he's about ready to tell us what our mission's going to be. But in the meantime, we just have to operate in who we are and listen to his voice. So what is the gathering place? Yeah, obviously it comes with, with all new vision, all new stuff. So I'll run through it real quick to catch people up. If you want to know why our name changed and all that, go online, watch last week's sermon. That's what the sermon was on last week, all about why we changed what we changed. Now we just get to start telling you and, and identifying to you who we are and what we're going to do. So the gathering place is a place where brokenness meets wholeness and identity is revealed. It's where family gathers and seek a father's face and his warm embrace. It's where kingdom love, kingdom worship, and kingdom family are priorities in all we do. And it's where generations are equipped and trusted to lead and do the works of the father. That's who we are. Okay, and you need to understand who we are. I, I've learned this over the last week of how important it is to understand who we are and what we're supposed to do as a family. So, so my goal now is to explain that to you because you're like, yeah, we've been doing that forever. Really? Let me explain to you what it's going to be. So this way you know how to explain it to other people. You understand your role, and that's all this is. So I'm going to do a lot of stuff on that as we walk through this because we have a vision too. And the vision is, is what we're seeking in everything we do. And our vision for this family is to see sons and daughters walk in true identity, changing the atmosphere everywhere they go, ushering, the, ushering in the love of the Father and bringing light to the darkness. That's what we're doing. That's our vision. Everything we do in this church is going to tie into our identity. It's going to tie into light, into darkness. And there's a lot of darkness out there. So everything we do is going to bring light to that. And everything we do is going to bring freedom to people. And people are going to learn to operate in that. And people are going to learn how to flow in that. And people are going to learn how powerful they truly are. The authority that they carry with them as a son or daughter. And that's powerful. So that's what we're going to do. And this was powerful because last, last week was just an amazing week. And then uh, I got to go to a worship event last Sunday. And it was with, if, if you remember them, they came in and, and spoke in our house on a worship night and some stuff uh, from Jasper. It was, uh, um, uh, man, Wayne and Jennifer Lee from Jasper. So they came in. So this event had to do with them because it was David's tent, which is, which is a, a family that gets together and we do 24-hour worship in Montgomery and all over the place. David's tent is bigger than that. It, excuse me, spreads throughout the country. But David's tent in Montgomery, you know, this is what we've been doing in Alabama. Well, Wayne has just taken over as, as the leader of David's tent. Okay, so he's been, he's been running with that and with their church, and we were meeting up with a, an organization called Alabama Worship uh, with, uh, I think it was Kent or Kurt Maddox, somebody like that, but, but they were doing this big worship event. I didn't know we got invited uh, because Ryan and Allison, they're on staff with, with David's tent too, so they're like, hey, just come out there. Well, I show up and Wayne's there, so I'm like, hey, Wayne, how you doing? And he's wearing this cool shirt that says, um, the storehouse. I'm like, that's neat, man. What is it? He goes, dude, we changed our name today. I was like, what? He goes, yeah, we changed the name of our church today. And I'm like, no, we changed the name of our church today. <laughs> Don't steal my thunder, man. Because I was wearing my shirt. And I was like, but it just spoke to me that, that we're doing life together and God's changing names all over the region. So he's got something big. And, and the whole, this whole event was powerful worship. It was Powerful, And the whole thing was ushering in worship in the state of Alabama, which was in Chilton County, in Clanton, because that's actually the center of Alabama. Wow. So prophetically, there were, I don't know, there was probably only 150 people there. But there were so many pastors that, that were in the area. And the awesome part was, was about 80% of the people, it was Latino families. So they were doing everything in Spanish and English. And you want to talk about eruption of worship when you've got everybody and we're all worshiping in different languages? I, I'm telling you, what you, used to, what you see up here with our teens, that was the entire place. Yeah. Talk about being tired. I came from here. We went to there. I woke up the next day and I felt like I didn't stretch. I was like, if I'm going to do that, baby, I don't even need to go to the gym no more. No more. I don't even go. Starting tomorrow. Starting tomorrow, baby starting tomorrow i'm going to the gym with you tomorrow we're doing it it's always another day but but that was the cool part is that i got to see that god wasn't just moving in this family he's moving all over the place and to walk into somebody who walks with us and say they changed their name too i was like yeah this is so good like i couldn't make that up i was like how powerful is that for for that one time so so our name is the gathering place so, so and we are kingdom love we are kingdom worship and we are kingdom family and that's how I want to describe to you today. That's what I want to talk about today. 
Because this is going to be different than, than what people think about just going to church every Sunday so we can check off their holiness box. That's not what the gathering place is. We're not a place where you just go check that off. on. You can do that if you want, but I'm telling you, if you want to really receive, if you really want to see what this is all about, if you want to feel what this is all about, if you want to see what God's doing, it's going to take more than that. It is. It's going to take just a little bit more than that. Uh, but, but that's what he wants to do this morning. He wants to talk to you about that. So uh, this is fresh to me because this morning at 3 o'clock, he just said, you need to talk about this. So I said, all right, we're going to talk about it then this morning. So thank you, production team, who gets all their notes late every Sunday. <laughs> They're awesome. So what's it mean? I want to talk about kingdom love. And this, some of this is just review. Some of this is stuff that, that you've probably heard a million times in here, but you need to understand it. You need to understand what kingdom love truly means because that's who we are. That's what we're going to represent. That's when we walk out of here and when people see us walking around the street, they're going to see kingdom love. And, and when I first started coming to church, I didn't understand the whole kingdom thing. You know, I got saved, uh, was going to church. They said, hey, get baptized and, um, you know, give money and uh, go play softball. I was good at softball. So that, that was the easy way to get me plugged in. No one talked about kingdom. Nobody talked about any of that stuff. So it took me a while to go, what is this kingdom they speak of? The kingdom of heaven, y'all. It's the kingdom of heaven. And when I say kingdom love, what I'm talking about is love as if it was the kingdom of heaven love. That's powerful love. That's the love of Jesus. And if that doesn't stretch you, then nothing will. Because that's what he's calling us to do, is to have kingdom love, to love like Jesus. And you can read all the stories you want in the Bible about how much he loved. And we're going to cover some of that today because it's probably, you're going to go, I don't know if that's really, maybe he's still stretching you in those areas. But, but it's all about kingdom love. So that's what we're going to do today. And this is a place where, where, where kingdom love is going to be expressed. And it's not just a, a verbal expression of kingdom love. This is, this is an action. See, God just didn't say, I love the world. <laughs> he says, I'm going to send my son and we're going to change things. He's going to do something there. I'm going to prove his love by actions. The kingdom love is just not saying you love somebody. It's actually doing something to love somebody. Okay, that's what it is. And what I love about this place, what I love about the gathering place, is that one of the biggest things people say when they come for the first time is, man, we felt so loved in that place. And I'm like, thank you. Because that's all I've ever asked. And that's what we've been talking about for three years is how do you love that's why some of this is review for some people, okay? But, but it means that he wants us to focus on it. He, wants, he wouldn't let me leave this alone, so we have to focus on this. It's all about loving people in a way that lays a foundation so that people can understand the gospel. See, if, if you get saved and, 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 and you walk through church and you do all those things, but you don't change who you are, there's no power in that. So when you go to somebody and go, man, I got wrecked at church, and then you're the same person, using the same language, doing the same things, talking bad about the same people. They're like, so what was so powerful about it? Because you're the same. And what happens is, is we get a lot of people that say, yeah, I'm a Christian, I go to church, but you don't see it in their lives. This isn't about rule. I'm not, look, I'm not saying there's rule. What I'm saying is when you get love in you, it changes you. When you actually get filled up with love, you change as an individual, and nobody has to tell you not to do stuff. That's just how it works. Like, you don't need the Ten Commandments when you're filled with love. You just don't. You just don't do that stuff. I mean, you don't need someone to remind you every day what you can or cannot do because you're filled with his love, okay? And that's kingdom love. So, so what you're going to see here is... is going to transform people when you actually receive it the way you want to receive it because what he wants to give us is not something that's natural it's supernatural the love that we're supposed to carry with us and express to other people is supernatural love and, and it's different it, this is the best way to explain it is that it's almost like a mom's love on steroids because i know mom love look i've seen mamas put their babies in football and then get mad when they're running the ball and somebody hits them. 
Like he's a running back. He got lit up. That's okay. The other boy was supposed to hit him hard. If you love him that much, don't let him play. But I've seen mamas come out of the stands. Dads, we got a little different kind of love going on. I don't know how, like, yeah. I'm like, good hit. My wife's like, he's not getting up. I'm like, they'll get him. <laughs> He'll dust it off. Everything's going to be good. So dad, it's not that dads don't love, but we don't love like moms love, I'm telling you. I've seen little tiny women become giant grizzly bears for their babies. Don't mess with a mama and her baby. You just don't do it. So his love is that exponentially. His love is that multiplied by affinity. Because he's thinking every one of us, don't mess with my baby. Don't mess with my baby. Like, you don't have a right. And he's always going to be there right beside us going, all right, I know that was rough, but let me pick you up. He's, he's running out of the bleachers is what he's doing. And he's like, that wasn't supposed to happen. Let me come get you, you know. Tell you this, this is the love that we're talking about. This is the love we're talking about. It's kingdom love. So it, it, it comes forth from the kingdom of heaven, and that's the biggest thing you need to understand because people don't, people don't think about that. When I, you know, kingdom is just not a little you know, term we use. It's powerful. The kingdom of heaven is powerful, uh, and, and it's a spiritual realm right now that you can access and we can walk in. And you need to understand that, that we have that capability. You know what's cool is that one of the, the greatest transformations in my life wasn't the fact that I quit doing bad things, um, quit saying bad things. It wasn't the fact that, that, that uh, I became a, a better father or a better husband. It was because when I got wrecked, I got loved. And when I learned how to love the way he loved me, that was the biggest transformation ever. That's why people don't recognize you anymore because you're glowing a different way it's because you're walking a different way and he says man i'm gonna wreck you so bad they don't recognize you and all the other stuff i was like but look what i'm not doing anymore he's like i don't care about that <laughs> again you're not gonna do that stuff he was like but look how you love like you go and you start loving people that you could never love before because that happens that's for real and it's hard when you have to start loving people that you don't want to love, that's hard. And it's true. And it takes a lot of effort not to do that. It's, it's not easy is what I'm saying. It's a stretch. I've had somebody recently call me on the phone and tell me who I was. And I got to tell you, as your pastor... I'm still a man. I haven't hurt somebody in a long time. But can I tell you that the, the fire of that was building inside of me, like, and I didn't say a word. I just let him go. I let him go. And, and then when he said he was coming to my house the next day, I was like, Lord, you, you need to help me. So it can happen to anybody. But guess what? I loved him. I didn't lay hands on him and pray for him. I loved him. But he took me to that moment and said, look, I know it's going to be tough sometimes, but you don't have a choice. You said yes to me. So you don't have a right to get offended. You don't have a right to walk in offense. You don't have a right to respond the way you want to respond. That's not kingdom love. He goes, you're going to love them the way I loved you. And I'm like, ugh. But it's true, and you can do it. You can do it. John 13, 24 through 25. i got to give you scripture in here. So I give you now a new commandment. Love each other just as much as I have loved you. For when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving another, everyone will know that you're my true followers. It's not by how much you go to church. It's not by how much you give. It's not by how much you serve somebody. None of that stuff. 
He says, everybody will know you're my followers when? When you demonstrate the same love I had for you. Now, do all of those things play into that? Absolutely. But if you're not filled with his love and you're not demonstrating that kind of love, you need to take a look in the mirror. This is tough to, to hear because some of us are like, yeah, but I do all the good things. I have a right not to like that person. And he says, no, you don't. That's not kingdom love. So that means you got to get over offenses. You got to break down barriers. You got to reach out to people that you probably have been avoiding. And this is going to challenge, this is going to stretch you. I told you, to bring something new, there has to be complete freedom in your life. You're not going to get that until you actually love everybody the way we're supposed to love everybody. And then what that'll bring when we're all together doing that as a family, oh my gosh. This is going to be so powerful. It's going to be just like Peter. You're going to be walking by people, they'll be healed. Because the love coming off of you, people are just going to want to know what that is. People are going to want to know why you're walking the way you're walking. And when you tell them, well, I'm just filled with the love, man, this is it. Then they're going to want to know, how do I do that? Those are the common questions. You don't even have to sit there and go, well, I'm going to need you to open your Bible to this verse. And I'm going to read this to you, and I'm going to want you to repeat this prayer. Don't work that way. doesn't work that way. Okay, it's his love. And that's not the way the world loves. The world loves completely different. The world is a conditional love. A world is, is yeah, I'm going to love you as long as you don't hurt me. The world says, I'm going to love you the same way you love me for a moment. But if you do something to me, I'm not going to love you anymore. That's the world. That's the world we live in. And that's not kingdom love. That's worldly love. And a good example of that is a cat and a dog. And don't, don't call anybody on me. I'm, I'm just using it as an example. I could walk in my house and kick my dog. I don't kick my dog. I could kick my dog. I could not feed my dog. I could leave him outside for days. I could open up the door and go, come here, buddy. And he's like, yes, I love you. He's like, what, you're awesome. And I'm like, you have no clue that I just beat you. Unconditional love. That's how dogs are. Dogs are like, man, I just love you. It's so awesome. Cats, completely different. <laughs> Cats are completely conditional love. They're like, pet my back. Okay, <laughs> enough. I'm like, all of a sudden you're cute and cuddly, and next thing I know I'm bleeding. Conditional love, worldly love. As long as they're getting what they want, they're happy with you. Okay. That's not what this is about. Kingdom love is about, I'm going to love you no matter what. And that's tough. That's hard. And you'll see it all throughout the Bible. I don't have time to read all the stories about the way Jesus loved people. But you can read all the stories about it. The woman at the well, the adulterer. I mean, you can, the, the leper and the blind man. And you, I can just keep going, the tax collector. You can just keep going. All the ways he's loved people that nobody else wants to come close to. And we're called to come close to them. We're called to love people through their valleys. We're called to wrap our arms around them and love them no matter. Oh, mama's love never quits. I don't care. I've seen, I've seen my wife love. I've seen unconditional love. I've seen her love her babies that way. I've seen her love me that way. And I'm like, that's the love I need. And God will put somebody right next to you that will do that. Unconditional. Because when your babies mess up, they steal your babies. Still, you, you, they, they might not be happy with some of the consequences that they're going through, but you love them. And, and my, my, my take on that is I love them even more. I love them even more. Man. But love is it. Love is what we need. And back then, you know, that kind of love brought unity. Same thing it can bring today. You want to see unity in the world? Start loving people. Our biggest issue is we just don't know how to love people. We think we can love them in the style, in the worldly style, but not kingdom love. Kingdom love says when somebody walks in the door, you just love them. And I wish I could explain that to people, how the freedom is when you just love somebody. And you don't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what they are, who they are, where they came from, what they do for a living. It doesn't matter if they just walked out of a, a, a drug house. It doesn't matter if they just walked out of the bar. It doesn't matter. 
He says, you're just going to wrap your arms around them and love them. And when you can look people in the eye and just say, I love you, and not even know them. People are like, I don't know you, bro. Why are you saying you love me? Because I love you. I, I, I don't know. I love you. So accept it. And that's different. People don't know how to receive that. People don't know how to receive that kind of love. So it's going to be a stretch for us to say we're going to live out kingdom love, which means you're going to take that love and you're going to spread it to the world. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're called to do. And for some of you, you're going to be like, that's a, that's a stretch. Yeah, it is. Your boss, got to love him. You ain't got to like him. I said you got to love him. Jesus didn't hang out with all the people he helped. <laughs> he loved them through a moment. Got him, got him healthy, and then, you know, he still hung out with the 12 people that he really loved. So you don't, I'm not saying you have to hang out with people. What I'm saying is you have to love them. But it's what the world needs. It needs some Jesus love. So kingdom love is general, non-discriminative, unconditional, compassionate love. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to love people. Ephesians 4, 31 through 32 says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well, of all, as, well as all types of be- evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as, as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. That's our example to follow. Be kind, be tenderhearted, and forgive. You know, in... And we got some people, we got a lot of people in this church that do that very, very well. A lot of them. So we have plenty of great examples to follow. Tommy and Barbara, I think you're back there. I see you. I love you guys. That, that's, that's a family that loves. Like, they don't even know people. Like, Tommy tells me stories all the time. People he don't even know that he loves on. These guys go to houses and drop off food and go to hospitals and visit them. He, Every time somebody's sick, I have a lot of people telling me people are sick. Tommy makes sure he tells me. He's like, Pastor, you know these people are sick? <laughs> I got it, Tommy. Thank you. But he's already taken care of them. I can't do anything. That's the love he has. They love so much that, that they, they get so plugged in in what's going on here, they do everything. That's their love. Why? Because they love. And they don't know how to stop. Because once you get so caught up into it, it just doesn't stop, Miss Barbara. You just love people. Oh, man. This is so funny because you heard everything we sang about this morning. None of this is connected, just to let you know. We don't do that here. I don't say preach on or sing on what I'm preaching on. But that's how I know it was God. When they started singing, I was like, oh, Lord, have your way in everything we do this morning. And that's what he does. So I'll keep going on, on what love is just so you can hear it because I know you've already heard it before, but I like reminders. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. It says, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, and is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. It's love that will never give up. That's powerful love, y'all, and that's what he's calling us to do. And I can feel it, that there's some people just going... Yeah, but there's this one person. (laughs) Even that one? Yeah, that's the one that ran away. And he said, yep, you're going to leave everybody else and go to that one person. Telling you, this is is deep and it stretches you. 1 John 4, 7 through 11. 1 John 4, 7 through 11. It says, dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. That's a tough one. If you don't love, it means you don't know God. 
So God showed how much he loved by sending us his one and only son into this world so that he might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we love God, but that we love, that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. So dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us. And his love is brought to full expression in us. So God loves us and it starts there. You know, and there's sacrifice in that. And sometimes when you love, there's a sacrifice. Sometimes when you love, it doesn't feel good and it's painful. But he's going to call you into that season to be stretched so he can continue to do stuff with you. Because that might be your, that might be your pothole. That might be your uphill climb. That might be the one thing where you're like, but I do everything else well. And he goes, and this is why I'm not moving forward yet. Because you're stuck right there. Oh. So when you start there, when you start knowing your love, see, that's the, the hard part. The hard part is you have to know first. You have to understand, I am love. I am beloved. And when you know that first, everything else is easy. When you don't know that, I just consider it like a big old cup, a cup of love. If you ain't got enough in it, you can't fill up the other cup. So you got to be completely saturated in his love to understand how much you can love other people. And that's perfect love. Perfect love what? Cast out all fear. So kingdom love is perfect love. And kingdom love trans transforms the world oh. so not only look so so i'll, I'll get into this real quick because I, I do want to finish he just he I, there was a lot of downloading this morning um but you get the gist of where i'm going with this kingdom love serving people is kingdom love serving people's kingdom love and tommy and barbara do an amazing job at that I'm just picking on them this morning. There's a lot of people in here that serve. But what I'm saying is that that's how you demonstrate, that's how you tie an action to I love. Do you really love? Are you, where are you serving? Not just in here. Who are you serving? This isn't just about church. This is are you serving people? Are you putting yourself lower on the totem pole and putting other people first? There's sacrifice in that. So what, what do we do here? Yeah, we have... We have all kinds of places to serve here. Just ask Tommy and Barbara. I'm going to keep bringing them up. She, she's holding the door, making the coffee. Tommy's trying to learn how to do flags in the parking lot. They're trying to do it all because they run that whole, they, they run our first impressions team. So connection point, greeters, cafe, parking lot, they're the leaders over that. And they're doing a whole bunch of that because there's not enough people in our church to serve in those areas. But I know that kingdom love says I should serve. I'm just letting you know there's things that have to be done in the family, in our family, at the gathering place, to make sure other people that need to feel love can feel love. Which means it's going to take all of us doing that. Not just a few people. Okay, well, we've got to do this. What do we have? We, we, in the community, you know, bread of life, you know, if, if you don't know this, and there's been a pause on this, but we have a food truck, right, that we're going to go feed people in the community. We had it all set up. We were using it in Prattville, but when God told me leave Prattville alone and come to Millbrook, I shut it down, and now I'm waiting to get the approval in Millbrook so we can push forward with that. What's that take? Every week, getting people together that want to go in a food truck into areas of need and feeding people that need to be fed. That's what he put on our heart. That's serving people. That's taking care of people. That food truck is parked in the back of the church. <laughs> Just waiting to hook it up and go feed people. We support orphanages all over the world. We, the Welcome Center, we just had the pleasure of doing that like a couple weeks ago, third Thursday of the month, Welcome Center. Went down and fed 200 families in Millbrook. Not only do we support them financially from our church, but we show up and we serve to hand out food to people. So all that stuff will be updated on the calendar. I want everybody to be plugged in as much as you can. River Region Pregnancy Center, hospitality, meal trains. If, you have not, if you've been sick in our church, you, you, you felt love. Because when you're down, you should be getting saturated with everything you need. And if not, just let us know because sometimes it just slips through. the. If you're doing something, if you're connected to people and we find out, 
then all the ladies know. <laughs> it's all over the place. Like, everybody knows. And, and who wants to bring food? And there's a meal train started. Look, this was really tough in COVID. But now that's over with, this should be really easy. Let us know. Let us know if you're sick and, and let us take care of you because that's what family does. We come in and take care of you. And we have ladies standing by with that that love to cook and they're really, really good at it. Speaking of food, did somebody order that food yet? But we're not supposed to just do that. It's, I'm talking about hospital visits. I'm talking about going loving on people. Going to their houses when they're sick. I just had a chance Thursday. On my, on my day that I'm supposed to study, the Lord threw down my heart to go be with Brother Kenny up in UAB. Because he wasn't doing good. And he had pneumonia and after all the heart surgeries. And they got him hooked up to oxygen. And, and I was like, no, babe, I'm supposed to drive up there and spend time with him. So I got to go see Brother Kenny. And he's still lit up when you walk in the room. And when a nurse comes in and says, man, your vitals are looking good right now. He goes, that's because the preacher's here. <laughs> I said, nah, brother, that's just the love in your heart, man. And everybody's been taking care of them and pouring into them and absolutely amazing. So, but that's what it is. It's just spending time with people and not just our church. This is loving other churches, y'all. Kingdom love is loving everybody. I love other churches. Our worship night's four churches up here. We would love to have five, six churches up here, seven churches. We are supposed to do this together. We can't conquer what God wants us to conquer in this land without joining hands with other churches and saying, let's do this. It's not a, we're all wearing the same jersey. We're all on the same team. And we need to know how to love everybody. So you're going to see a whole bunch of that. A whole bunch of that. Loving people that don't go to your church. That's even more important. Just because they don't go there anymore don't mean you, you, you don't love them. You love everybody. I hope that when someone leaves, they find another place. That's my, that's my prayer for them. In fact, I'll help you. I'm, I'm serious. Like, I know a lot of pastors in a lot of churches. I will introduce you to them, take them to your house, whatever it takes. I just want you to be fed. I want you to be equipped to do. That's our job. Our job is to equip you to do the works of the ministry. So kingdom love, that's, that's what it is. We're not going to judge you. We're going to love you right where you're at. All right. Covered that. <laughs> you know, I love this. Ephesians 4, 2 says, Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. Make an allowance for each other's faults because of your love. You know, when you give an allowance to your kid, it's not just like once. It's usually a weekly thing or a monthly thing. It's a constant thing. So he says, love, make an allowance in your heart, which means be prepared to go back and love on some of the same people over and over again. Be prepared to go back because he says, make an allowance in your heart, make room in your heart, prepare yourself to go love people that you've already loved that are still possibly doing some stuff that they shouldn't be and they need more love. They said it's not a one and done. Go back and love them. Go back and love them. All right, I'm going to finish up with this last scripture and then we'll get out of here because I do love y'all and I am hungry. Just saying. Preach on, preach on. All right, brother, you said it. Mike said it, y'all. I don't know if that's what you said, but I just translated it. <laughs> I love you, Mike. <laughs> so Luke 6, 27 through 31. This, but to you who are willing to listen, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who hurt you. If someone slaps you on the cheek, offer the other cheek also. If someone demands your coat, offer him, offer your shirt also. Give to anyone who asks. And when things are taken away from you, don't try to get them back. Do to others as you would like them to do to you. If you love only those who love you, why should you get credit for that? Even sinners, and now we're just talking about worldly people, 
Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good only to those who do, not, who do good to you, why should you get credit? Even sinners do that much. And if you lend money only to those who can repay you, why should you get credit? Even sinners will lend to other sinners for a full return. So love your enemies. Do good to them. Lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great. And you will truly be acting as children of the Most High. For he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. You must be compassionate just as your Father is compassionate. That's kingdom love. And it's going to stretch us. It's going to challenge you. There's going to be times when you're twisted up and knotted up going, Lord, really? Even in this moment? Yes. You can come on out, Mama Rachel. No, you're good. <laughs> she tries to sneak up, but I caught her. If you're out here, I know I'm finishing. How's that? No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> You know, Martin Luther King wrote, love is the only force capable of transferring any enemy to a friend. It's love. We're not supposed to have enemies, so how do you take somebody that's been considered an enemy and make them a friend? You love them. You love them. And it's kingdom love, y'all. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to love people with kingdom love. We're going to embrace them. We're going to love on them. We're going to let God move through them. We're going to pray for them going to walk them through the hard times I don't care how many hard times that is we're going to continue to love them and do what he asked us to do because that's kingdom love so we have a new name and we have a new mission so we are the gathering place and we will have kingdom love in our house so start working on that <laughs> as I start working on that like I said this is not easy and I'm not telling you this because it's easy. What I'm telling you to do is he wants to stretch you. He wants to stretch you. He wants you to understand that you can love more. You truly can. We can always get better at this. So that's my challenge to you this morning. Is to love a little bit more. struggles with this in here but we're gonna have I'm gonna open up we have two crosses on either side of the room and as we close out this morning we'll probably close out in, in some slow worship or whatever you had planned on Rachel it's um, up to you um, but I want our, our our prayer team our prayer team members our our, our prayer team to, to be at the crosses I want to change it up this morning I want to give people a chance to worship if they want to worship. But I want the prayer team to be there because I want you to have an opportunity to, to, to go get prayer for this. If you're struggling with this, if you say, you know what, I need a little more help in this. I just feel that there's there's a, a, a this is something that needs help in our family. This is something that's heavy on our family, but this is going to set us free. Okay, there's freedom in what you're dealing with. And we just got to let go sometimes. And we just got to let it go. So, so our prayer team members don't have badges on. But they're all over on either side. So please, uh, feel free to make, you can come on out too. Feel free to, to, to make your way over there. Don't leave here without getting prayer this morning. Because I want you to leave with the right heart. Because you can do this. You can do this. You can walk out kingdom love. You can forgive people that you said I could never forgive. You can, it's a choice. All you have to do is say yes and let him fill your heart with his love and it'll change everything. Ah. Do you guys want to stand for me? Let's stand up. They're going to be available for you. If you didn't like your Mother's Day gift, then come swap it out with my wife or something <laughs> broke or anything we do love you we want you to have something nice
But Father, we just love you, Lord. And we thank you for today. Father, I thank you that we get to celebrate moms today. I thank you, Father, for for what you've done in their lives, the the strength you've given them, the, the ability for them to pour into their kids. Lord, I thank you for that. Father, this morning, I just pray there be peace and comfort over those that, that, that they can no longer wrap their arms around their mom. So, Lord, I ask you to love on them. Put people in their lives that can fill that gap, they can fill that void. And, Lord, as we, we open up our prayer time, Lord, I, just, I pray right now that anybody that's struggling with this, any bit that's on their heart, anything that's on their mind, anything they think would cause them to stumble, not to love the way you want us to love, Lord, that you break those chains right now. Father, we command that in Jesus' name. We bind that up and we, we break those chains, Lord, and we lose your love, your peace, your comfort on them. Give them the wisdom, strength, and knowledge to move forward in this, Lord. Father, just give them courage right now to step out and get prayer. Just to step out and let somebody pray for them. So, Father, we we love you. And we know we can do this better. So, Lord, show us that. Guide us. Lead us in everything we do. Man, Father, we just love you. Teach us to love like you. Teach us to love like you, Lord. Give us that unrelenting love that will never stop That. That every time we see somebody, doesn't matter who they are, that we just feel a deep love for them, Lord. Father, grow our heart and capacity to love so many people. So, Lord, we surrender it to you. We ask you to have your way today in this. Have your way in everything we do. And use us, Lord. Father, we ask that you you establish right now divine appointments this week. That you're going to put people in our path that need to know what love is. Father, you just have your way. We love you, Lord. We love you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's worship a little bit. We thank you. If you have to leave, I understand. But we love. look forward to seeing you next week, guys. Because we love you. Look forward to seeing you all week. So we'll see you again next week.